we'll dive into conversations about food, fitness, stress, career, and family. We'll learn from each other, feel more connected, and we'll explore ways to design a life you love. So what are you waiting for? Keep listening for tips, tricks, and fun facts about feeling good, looking good, and living better. And don't forget to bring a snack. This is a Side of Syrup podcast. Before Shelton Wilder became one of the top luxury real estate agents in Los Angeles, forget Los Angeles, in the country, and built out her incredible team and her brand that is recognized everywhere in the city. I met Shelton 16 years ago when we were both doing totally different things. But the person Shelton was day one is who she is today. Warm, silly, funny, the brightest bulb in the room, and incredibly well-dressed and put together. So it's no surprise Shelton Wilder has built an empire. I am thrilled for you to hear Shelton's raw and honest story about how she got to where she is, all of her missteps along the way, and how running this empire, she makes time and takes time not only to care about herself, but others in the world. So sit back, stay tuned, take some notes, and get ready to laugh with me and Shelton. Hi, Shelton. I am thrilled you are here today. Shelton, when did we meet? Like oh. 15 years ago? Yeah, because I moved here 16 years ago. So probably at 15 and a half. I think like right when I moved here, we met. We were like which, all in the friend group. Yeah, which I think that was the year that I moved here as well, which <laughs> is crazy to yes, see where yeah. we started and where we're at now. But I love that we are still in touch after all of these years and that we've still stayed in LA. Yes, I know we're still here. So many of our friends have gone. Everybody. I feel like that friend group we had just kind of like all did their own thing, but we are here and we are making it in LA. So yeah, I would love, I mean, I know you well, but I would love for you to tell everybody who Shelton Wilder is, what you're doing day to day and and, you know, we'll get into a lot more of why you're on the podcast, but oh, let's, yeah. let's talk about okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're doing this. It's definitely necessary. I'm so excited to hear everything you're doing too. So that was amazing to get caught up to. And I, who is Shelton Wilder? Well, I am a luxury realtor in Los Angeles. I, my firm is called Shelton Wilder Group and I am at Sotheby's and Brentwood. And we, yeah, I'm a realtor, but I'm also the CEO of my company. I have six agents on my team and a, a team of total of around 14 of us. They're like different people that help and also the, the other agents. And I love my team. I'm so grateful. And it's just the best experience. It's kind of like my own family that we've created. And also 
I have two kids. I have two boys. We were just talking about the kids and they're Bo and Lane. They are six and eight years old. And so they're about to start school. They're going in first and third. And then I'm married, happily married to Clark and he's an attorney and we have been together 10 years and just celebrated nine years married. And so, yeah, I mean, I have a very busy, full life and I, but I love, I love doing podcasts. I love talking about being an entrepreneur. That's what I consider myself. I don't just say a realtor. I consider what I'm doing. I'm, I, it's a business that I, that I run and yeah. And, and we can talk today about all of the failures that I had that got me to this point and all of the lessons that I learned, the lessons that I keep learning all of the time. And they don't go away. You always have to keep learning. But but yeah, so that's kind of the nuts and bolts of where I am today and, and living in Brentwood and working and being a mom and all that. <laughs> yeah. And I think people don't realize being an entrepreneur is one of the hardest jobs because you're not only running a business, you're creating and you're pivoting and you're constantly doing things and you never really get that break for yourself. Oh, yeah, there are no breaks or no days off. So people are like, oh, I want to have my own business because then I have my own hours. Well, that that doesn't happen when you have your own business. You're always working, which is you better be doing something that you love. So I don't even feel like what I'm doing is working because I actually love it so much because it's just connecting with people mostly. And then I consider it like helping the people to build wealth, helping them to own real estate, buy and sell real estate. Um, I actually talked to your husband about that and he was very helpful and talking, you know, talking that through with the lending side, but yeah, it's, it's the same thing. So I feel like I'm very much of service and, but yeah, so being an entrepreneur, you, you work all the time, but also being a realtor, you're on your client's time. So it's, it's like a double other people's um, schedules, but I have a lot of help and I have a lot of resources and I, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that too, because I think it's so important. We were just talking about that too, and about how the nannies and the help. And I was, I was just sharing about how Juanita, we call her Nino, and she's, you know, they call her mommy too, you know, and, and she's a third parent and thank God for her. And thank God my husband Clark is so involved and so helpful. And we have the boys and it's like, he's living vicariously through them. They're in bands and mm-hmm. doing all the sports and he loves all the things. I mean, Thank God I married him because I wouldn't be wanting to run to all, all those lacrosse. I'm sorry, I'm just being honest. Like the lacrosse and the swimming and the the band. I'm glad he loves all that. I like to work. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. No, I I get it. As a mom with two boys as well, um, a little bit younger, but the interests are creeping in, and I think we've been to every planetarium, any sort of space exhibit in the city. <laughs> And I finally blocked out in my husband's calendar this weekend. You're going to the Discovery Cube. I have been there enough. Uh, your turn. Yeah. Your turn. Your turn. But you know, like we were talking about before, you know, we we hit record. It. We have no shame in saying what we're doing. We need help with. We raise our hand for help. We bring in help because to create an empire, it doesn't just happen. It's hard work all the time until you pop. Mm -hmm. Yes. Until you pop. And then 
people think it's, oh, just so quick and so, oh, wow, look, she just came out of nowhere. It's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You should have seen all the crying I was doing. You should have seen all the nights, like, oh, all the stress. But that's fine. People can see what they want to see on, you know, social media and all of that. And we we make it look really great. But it's it's a it's a lot of work. Pe- people, yeah, it's a lot of work. And it's, um, I am... I love, I love that part of it though. I love growing with people. I love giving people opportunities. I, yeah, that, that's been so important to me. I mean, I I have a lot of a female led team and all of that. And that's been, I, I love that. I mean, men are welcome too. And, and all of that, it's just like, it's been really fun. I have a lot of moms on my team. It's like mom team. Not everyone is, but it's, it's really fun. We're really good at multitasking. I found Mm -hmm. that moms are. And, and yeah, so it's just, I, I just love, and, and like, like, like you said too, like the giving back and, you know, we were just filming this morning and getting meals ready for this homie made meals that we do every month and the Alexandria house that we're giving back. So that part, is super fun too to to stay involved with the community as well as you know being a being an agent and and yeah just getting there's there's so much fun stuff to do yeah so much and so we're talking more about the present moment let's dive back into the past I mean you, oh, okay. when you and I met we both were doing totally different things and yes. we both ended up here share a little bit about your journey to I mean you're working towards a big, big vision, but how did you get there and where did you start and how do you like figure that out? Okay. Well, I think that the best schooling that I did was having businesses that failed and then learning from them and moving on. So I ran a store. I was a manager of a store in the buyer in Charlotte called Capital. And it was super high end. There's actually one now in Brentwood, which is so fun. I get to go there and shop and see 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 the girls there too. And um and that was an incredible experience. And I, I worked there for seven years and I decided, okay, well, I'm 26. I need to move on. And I decided I wanted to live in LA and like I gotta try it out. And if I if it doesn't work out, I can always move back to Charlotte. No problem. You know? And so I did it. I made the leap and I, I, I left there and moved out here and decided to start my own business with one of our friends, Copper. And so we, it was a luxury lifestyle management company. And I just pretty much, we just made it up. We were like, well, we're going to shop and style for people. And we planned this insane wedding for clients of mine. And, you know, we were just kind of doing that, that whole thing. It was like a, you know, a concierge business, planning, planning nights out. I had a driver for clients, all, all the things. And so that was pretty successful. And then I got the grandiose idea. I was drinking a lot at the time. I'm sober now, but a lot of the, the ideas are really brewing in there. Yeah. And so I started a clothing line with some friends too, and it was called Sheltini. And so I had that and it was kind of getting off the ground and doing well, but I tell people I was kind of doing a Ponzi scheme on myself. I was like like taking the money from my successful business and then kind of funneling it into the, my clothing line. Cause that, I mean, I don't know if anyone knows, but it costs so much money to start a clothing line. You just have to get the samples there. There's no money coming in. It's just so much. There's marketing. There's the cost of the samples There's the cost of the goods. And it was, it was, very overwhelming. And so 
and then 2008 and then 2009 hit and then I ended up filing bankruptcy. I had lost everything. Um, and so that was kind of my journey and I was, you know, just really drinking too much. And then, so in October 22nd, 2009, I had my last drink. Thank God I had an intervention with my friends that I was living with and, um, one of my business partners. And so I really got some help there. And so I've been sober ever since coming up on 13 years. So knock on wood. Yeah. So it's been a long journey. It's been a long journey. And, and, um, and that's kind of what happened though. So those businesses, I really, you know, those failed or whatever, but I learned a lot. I feel like I got, you know, an MBA and slips and MBA and knowing, you know, what to do, but I've taken all of the knowledge from those businesses. Then later on after getting sober, and then I had like, I call it my sober job and worked at a store and then, you know, one health insurance and all those things. And then I, I ended up being on Shark Tank and I restarted the clothing line calling it Shimmy because Sheltini was a, the name of my drink, my name. So I was like, you know, maybe that, that name, we need, rebrand. A, we need a rebrand on, on like Shimmy. And so anyway, basically Shimmy was like what Skims is now, but I wasn't famous enough. Kim Kardashian is a little more famous than I am. So, but it's a great product. I mean, it's very successful, but you know, it wasn't patented or anything. So Kim, Kim's crushing it. She has a great, oh, you know, Kim idea ran with yeah. it. Wow, well, she's listen, you know, everybody has their own, but yeah, so it was these little slips and everything. So I, I, I was on the show. Um, and it was, you know, it was great getting on the show. It was a very dramatic episode. I cried. Yeah. I went bankrupt. I was sober. It was very dramatic. And um, but I ended up raising my own money through Kickstarter. So that I learned how to do that. I was learning a lot of different things, all these great skills. And and anyway, I did that and I I had the line for a while, but then I realized I, I had my first son, Bo. He's eight and a half now. And you know, I pretty much did not did nothing after that. Like I was able just to be a mom. I called myself CEO of Bo. I nursed for 19 months. I just really kind of took on that role. Yeah. And but I still kind of had the slips in the back of my mind of like, am I gonna do this? I'm selling this. And I I really sat down and got quiet with it. And I just I just really hated it. I'm like, oh my God. My my job was like running to ship things. I hate that. When I would get an order, I'd be like, oh, damn it. You know, I was like mad. You're like, okay, I think we're done here. My husband's like, oh, Shelton, like if I hear you complain about getting an order one more time, like who does that? That happens. People create businesses they hate. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I love the product. I still wear the product. I still have one. Exactly. All of us had one. We all like did like the trunk shows. I mean, at one point I was in like 55 store. I mean, it mm-hmm. was, did go well. It's obviously a great product. They still last. I mean, yeah. I still have them from 15 years ago that are like still good. And so, but it's just, I don't like that business. And then I, mm-hmm. so I was like really praying, meditating, going deep. Like, what do I like to do? What was I good at? Sales. I'm great at people. I love interacting with people. I love being out and about. I know I didn't like being like, even when I was at the store, I was, yeah. I was like the Rachel Zoe of Charlotte, like even the, the owner, like I still talk to her. I love her, Laura. And she's like, oh my gosh, you were just all over the place. Cause I said, well, I know I'll just pack my car with like $50,000 worth of clothes and I'll sell 30,000 a day. Or I can just be in the store waiting for people to come. I'm like, I'm very yeah. proactive. I'm like, let's do that. We got to do something. So it's pretty much, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, am I going to like sell yachts? Am I going to sell 
Mm-hmm. Planes? Am I going to – what What showed him, like, homes? I'm like, well, I want a home. Yeah. I love home. It's not as much like I love homes and architecture. Like, that's all fine. I love being able to help people in, in a lasting – some like clothes are great and it makes you feel great about yourself and beautiful and like how you present to the world. I, I get it, but, but it's temporary. It's very, te- you know, once you buy it, it's like that, you know, but, but the homes are like, you know, your equity, your building and you feel built, have stability and, and all these different things. So, so that's what I chose. And I just like my uh, mentor says, I just went balls out. I mean, I, 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 you know, I couldn't, Clark says I couldn't afford to pay attention. I mean, nothing. Yeah. I, I, Clark didn't say like, oh, here's a bag of money to go start your business. It was like, oh no, you and 10 million other realtors. Like, like mm-hmm. I told Clark, oh, I'm going to be a realtor. And he's like, basically at first he, he said, when you came to me, I, it was like, I was like, I am going to go be an actor. I am going to be on a, you know, it's like, oh God, oh God, a realtor, you know. Which this girl, I was like, oh gosh, oh, because he was in the film business, so he was like, oh gosh, this. But then he realized, wait a minute, she's. I think she can do this. So I took every skill that I had about doing photo shoots, about having great content, about working hard, because I was like paying to work. I mean, yeah. when I had a clothing line, I was literally paying to work. I mean, it was just money out, money out, nothing in yet. You know, it was like, oh, I'm going to be the next Spanx. I'm going to be so this. The grandiosity was insane. And so that all got, that all got smashed when I, when I got sober. My, I have lots of humility now, but I knew I had to just put the content out and like do the videos, things that I didn't want to do, yeah. but that I just kept doing because I hadn't even sold anything, but I was like constantly talking about real estate. I knew I had to stop talking about styling, stop yeah. talking about slips, stop talking about all that and just really present and show up on social media, which is free. Yeah. And tell people that that's what I was doing. And then for them to see like, okay, well, she's not changing her mind. Cause I didn't want people like, Oh God, she's so ADD. What is she doing now? Right. Yeah. Oh, what like, is she this and this? Oh, she's going to do this now. Now she's going to, no, no, no. I was like, I promise guys, I'm just going to do real estate. I'm going to stay, I'm going to make it. And I just kept believing in myself and just, yeah. Putting, putting it out there. So. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, it, it's, it's so impressive of the like consistent presence you have on social. And it just feels like it's been forever, the story you've been telling forever. And you've taken it from like how all of us, when we were just getting started are like, I got to do this. I got to do this to like really owning it and having your own voice. And it's different. Like also your own voice within the real estate industry in LA. And Very young, different, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's like such a different spin, and I and I applaud you for that because it probably took a long time, like lots of hits and misses, to find your your niche. Well, you got it. Yeah. Well, I'll just give you guys a little background on that. So I come from five siblings. So I'm the oldest girl. So I have a full brother, stepsister, stepbrother, half brother, half sister. And we're all very, very close now. But I mean, it was like survival of the fittest in my family. Okay. It's not just like encouraging, like, you got this, you get a participation trophy. It was like, you suck. What are you doing? You're crazy. That is so aggressive. I can't. So when I first put out my Wilder Wednesday, so I've been doing these videos now. I've So I'll just give you the background now so you kind of tell. So right now in 2022, 
So my team, we have sold and have an escrow around $138 million. So last year we sold a hundred. This year is September. I mean, it's it's only August and we're around like a hundred and yeah, 30, 38 million. So we are in a very exponential growth, only six years in. And I started doing these Wilder Wednesday videos. So every Wednesday I was like, I'm going to put out a minute or two minute video and just say what I'm doing. And this is before anybody was doing videos. So six years ago, and they were terrible. It was like me with the ring light and like a camera and just like pressing play. And then, hi, welcome back to Wilder Wednesday. So my family railed me. I mean, not not like a little, they were just like, leaving me messages like, oh my God, who do you think you are? What is it? This is the dumbest thing. And they'd be like, hey, hey, have a book. welcome back. I mean, I just was like, nope, 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 nope. Earmuffs, not listening to them. Like, thank God I didn't listen to them. So we're at like the beach trip that I set this whole like 20 person house out in South Carolina. I'm like, what do y'all think about my Wilder Wednesdays now? And they're like, oh, we love them. They're great. They're, great. they're fine. They're, they're doing great. So I'm just like, yeah. So don't listen to the haters. Usually your family's First, don't even, you know, like just, just do your thing. Cause if I had listened to them, who knows if I would even have gotten there. Cause now everybody knows, you know, Wilder Wednesday, they expect it. And every Wednesday for, for five and a half years, I've been putting it out. And so yeah. it's just the consistency, like you said. And I have now I have a full time social media. Um, Natalie, she's amazing. She helps all the time. But like, and then I have different people filming all it, it, it yeah. and it's a whole thing. I mean, it's, we're filming now here at 1030 and I've had like my people here since 730 filming like these like meals that we've been making and like, you know, getting things ready for the, a lot of the charities that we do. And so yeah. it, it's a constant thing. It's like creating content because, so my degree, I went to Georgia. I mean, I, I got a drinking degree at Georgia for sure, but, but also I, I got a, I was, it's summa cum laude. I did really well. I could really multitask on that. Yeah. So but it was in marketing. And so I, I feel like my company really is like a marketing machine. That kind of it, what it is, because it's not just the social media, the videos, the putting out contents, the newsletters and the ads, the I mean, I mean, the, the TikToks now we have to do the reels. Yeah. I mean, so much that goes into it, but I'm just not scared of it now because I've been practicing for six years because I made myself do these dumb videos for six years. So I have no problem with coming on a zoom or doing a video or being right. filmed. It's just like, Oh yeah. Been doing just, it, long enough. it is what it is. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, something that I, I, I speak uh, on the podcast, but also just in, in life to entrepreneurs a lot. Cause I'm, I'm so curious about how people do what they do. And a common thing is people who take action. Like yes. there's so many of us who say, I want to do this, or I'm going to do this real today. And I, you know, I, I'm not going to care what people think, but then they don't do it. And then that gets frustration and, you know, being stuck and staying in that same place. But, you know, and we've been talking what 20 minutes now and you have taken action your whole adult life to move wow. to the next thing and figure things out. Yeah. It's a lot of action. And that's why I was excited when you contacted me about this. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, she's doing a podcast. That's huge action, you know, mm -hmm. for your business. It's, it's yeah. so it's, it's incredible. So that's why I'm like, okay, find what you like, just do it. Nobody cares. The other thing too, is that people, they do these videos or these reels and I don't watch any of mine. I'm like mortified. I, I, I'm not like 
looking at it or critiquing it. I'm just like, okay, Grant, you're going to film it. And then you're just going to send it to me and we'll put it up. I mean, I'm not like, oh, awesome. Let me just check it through. It's just like, it's done. Done's better than perfect. Like, let's just, okay, great. It's it's there for Wilder Wednesday. I don't even watch it. And like, I'm glad some people do, but it's like, I already know what I said because I already did it. I, I was there. I don't need to critique myself. I don't need to check on it anymore. I don't need to have the perfectionism come in. That's, it's really, it's really perfectionism that it hold, holds people back. It's a huge issue that holds people back on any sort of action. So whatever you can do to break through that mold, like I even did, you know, so many years ago when I, when I first got sober, I wanted to do some things that would scare me. So I did stand up comedy. Okay. I was like, well, what's scarier than that? Oh my gosh. I could never. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did a class. I got up in front of 200 people. I did the thing. And it was like, why why am I doing this? You don't know. I'm like, I don't want to be a touring stand up comedian, but I just want to do something that scared myself. So I did that. And then I did some improv. I never Mm -hmm. wanted to be an actor. I don't want to act like anybody but myself, but it was just like, okay, well, I'll just try it. Why am I doing it? Well, I have some time. I don't really like what I'm doing as a job. I don't have yeah. What about some improv? I did it with a friend. And then like, who knew that that was going to help me on Shark Tank? I mean, I was really prepared to be on, you know, Shark yeah. Tank. then I took that into, you know, the videos and things. So do stuff that scares you. Try it out. What is going to help you to kind of break through your fears of doing it? Because nobody really cares. They just want to see your authentic self. That's why it's like one take wonder. I'm not trying to film all day and like get the perfect take. It's just like one take. Okay, good. You got it, Grant. Just edit it, send it over and Natalie will post it up. And if you have a hard time posting on social, get somebody to help you. I personally, like, I know you're like, oh, you're so consistent. I have a really hard time with actually hitting post. Because mm-hmm. it's so to me. It seems yeah. like kind of boastful. And, I, you know, my whole lesson in life from 13 years ago is complete humility after I lost everything. You know, it was like not this shot anymore. So it's hard for me to, you know, oh, we did this and I sold this for $1.6 million over asking. But it's like, I can't be a secret agent. Mm-mm. I mean, who else is going to say? Who else is going to talk right. about it? So, so hire somebody where you can, just like we talked about. To, to get it out if you can't do it. Even you can start s- slow. There are even people like all over the world that can help you for, for you yeah. know. Yeah, there's so virtual assistants who specialize in social that are not like very, very, very low cost to get started. Yeah, and, and that are great that they can hit the mm-hmm. post button for you because I understand and I'm not, it's hard for me even. Even at this level, I have, you know, whatever, 41,000 followers on Instagram now and like, my, I'm trying to get the TikTok up, but even though I feel I'm 43, I feel so old doing all the TikTok. But she makes I me know do it. She, that works. Natalie's like, you still got it. I don't care. You're doing this today. I'm like, fine. And then you just, you just do. It. I just, I take direction and, and mm-hmm. your action, like you said. Yeah, and I think that another point you're speaking to is like being your authentic self because, you know, I, let's talk like preschool, for example, my son's in preschool and we visited a hundred preschools to decide on one and you meet a ton of parents along the way. There's parents who definitely show up to preschools here, dressed to the nines, trying to impress, really, really trying. And then there's people who like show up in a t-shirt, but like they're, that's who they are. 
and they're authentic and they're real and you could tell the difference. And that's sort of my analogy to social of like, there's a lot of people who put lipstick on a pig and try to make social work and they're trying to be someone else. But then the people who show up as themselves, that's the most attractive. You want to know more. You want to hear their story. You want to hear the good things that they're doing. I mean, it is a highlight reel. So, you know, like that's what is so attractive to be so comfortable in your own skin. It takes a lot to get there, but that's a draw. It, I mean, it's taken a while. And then sometimes people might be like, oh my God, like maybe if they start following me in the beginning and there's realtors around the world that follow me, it's like kind of, that's like a lot of my audience. Yeah. Then, but I'm sure they were like, oh my God, she's always dressed up to the nine. I mean, you've known me 15 years. You. Have, you ever, have you ever seen me in sweatpants or something casual? No, I don't even, Never. I barely own it. I, I mean, I, I, Sheldon, the first trip we took together away, I like, I was like dressed and you're like, Girl, let me do your hair. And you like took me to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on, come on. We got to yeah. do this. We gotta, yeah. I but it's perfect because that's you. That is you all the time, always. All the time. Always yeah. dress. Always. always. It's not like, yeah. And like people are like, oh my gosh. Because I just took this incredible trip to London and Paris. I've never done something like that for myself. I went with some girlfriends. Yeah. We had yeah. the most epic time. And then I, planned and produced an entire photo shoot from Instagram, by the way, of myself for, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing I, because I found the photographer on Instagram, then he put me in touch with the stylist who brought me a hundred thousand dollars worth of clothes, the most incredible gowns, things that were on like the Cannes red carpet film festival. I mean, just, just the craziest things that I I had an assistant. I had, I mean, it's so over the shop. People like, did you buy them? Like, no, I didn't buy them. That's what a stylist is for. I'm like, yeah. that. I used to be a stylist. I get it. This is fun mm-hmm. for me. That is my fun. And some people are like, probably like, oh my gosh, who, who, what is she doing? I'm like, why are you doing a photo shoot for me? Even my sister to this day, she'll text me. She's like, huh, we were just wondering what your photo shoot was for. And then and I'm like, for me, for fun. Yeah. And she laughs at me and, and then they call it, they do their quote is another day, another photo shoot. I'm like, and then, and she's like, it's fine. Cause I get all of your leftovers. I'll, I'll take anything you want to send me. I'm like, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. I mean, now yeah. it's just a joke. Like I just don't take myself seriously at all. Yeah. You are who you are and you know, you yes. know that. And that's why I feel like your social has grown and why, you know, you're showing up as you are. It's, it's not, you're not dressing up for the camera. This is Shelton. No, yeah. no. no. I'll be dressed like this 7 a.m. for any reason. Like everybody's like, oh, you're wearing your prom dress today? Yep, yep, got my prom dress on. See in five, you know, for a showing, for a, for for whatever. I just can't, that casual look. So I actually, when you were talking about that though, Shannon, mm-hmm. yeah, I had kind of a identity crisis happen a little bit mm-hmm. at the preschool when I started and as just being a mom. That was, I had to like try to like, find mom clothes. So I'm like, yeah. what am I, what am I doing? Like I'm used to wearing a dress every day. I'm Southern. And mm-hmm. then mom's like, Oh, I got to have like the mother jeans. And then the, you know, they're totally out now, but those golden goose shoes. And then like a, like make sure the sweaters. And I'm like, ah. but it was, it was, that was even harder for me. That I was like, ah, 
I mean, I, I can't do it. Like that, that was so being not authentic to myself. I'm like, yeah. I just have to go to the park and address. Like I, yeah. I can't, yeah. I, I, I wear heels every day. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And like, doesn't matter. Boy, mom, this is who I am. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think it's, I, it's just, it's such an attractive quality to see in another person to, you know, to know themselves. And I think that's just, you know, it's, it's part of your light and and why people are drawn to you. So thank you. But I'll tell you though, that part when we, that like little mom part really threw me off. That really threw me off. And then I had to just go, what am I doing? Like you said, what am I doing? I can't be anything but myself. So now all of my friends from preschool, they're, they're just like, Oh, that's just, that's who she is. That's exactly how she shows up rather than me trying to like dress down to make everybody comfortable. I mean, yeah. it's just, I, I can't. It's silly. You got to be who you are. And, and I think that part also speaks to the, the, the team that you're recruiting and, and have built, you know, they're probably similar like-minded of like taking that action, you know, building their life, building upon your vision of what you want to grow. And, and, you know, another thing, you know, you talk a lot about your friends and the people who have been along and your family along for the ride, you're building community, which is so good for people's well-being, their long-term health, like to be surrounded by people who lift you up and you lift them up as well. Oh, I, that, that's my big, I love, I'm like, the ultimate encourager. I really, and you know, I've been saying it for years, the positron, mm-hmm. that is me. I really don't like to bring any, the negative energy into any of the vibe, all the positron. And yeah, I mean, and, and my team really, it's just like no divas allowed. I just can't. We, I mean, I'm not a diva. As much as I dress up and do all these things, I'm the first to clean a toilet. I am the first to get the cobwebs down. I am the first to, I mean, you know, we're baking the cookies. We're moving the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, oh, oh, excuse me. You got to do that. I don't order people around. I don't act like the boss. I'm very, you know, down to earth. And I, yeah, encourage people want to lift them up. And that's why I wanted to have the team. For example, one of my friends, it's like from preschool that we met, one of my dearest friends. Now we did workouts on Zoom during pandemic. And then we have this book club. And then she was like, gosh, I think I want to do real estate. I was like, you're right. Yes, you, you have to do it. You're please, will you be on my team? I would love it. She was like, oh, you would have me on your team? Oh. Anyway, so she hadn't worked in eight years and now she's like closed three deals within four, three transactions within four months. So going from making zero to that, she's paying for her child's, you know, private school. I mean, just she, it's just like wild. That's yeah. the kind of help and the give back that we can do together. I mean, we're just helping each other. It's just, it's like we, we every day we're like, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm. Gra-. I mean, gratitude and humility are the two things that I have to have mm-hmm. and, and yeah. surrounding me. Because and but I do, I do I love to lift people up. I want people to succeed. I want them to do well. It just matters. It matters so much to me. So. Yeah, because and you're doing that for your team that you're building. You're also doing it for the community at large by, you know, giving back in in so many ways. You've done like this morning, but you've gone, gone back, got gave in bigger ways too throughout the year. And, oh, you know, yeah. a, a lot of ways. Yeah. I means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, like, how do you find, is there like a sort of like a sweet spot of like 
areas that you really want to focus on giving back to? Or so, are you just sort of picking and choosing as you go? Well, we things come to me and then I'll, I'll you know, go, go through it. We've really worked with Alexandria House a lot. We love them. And I did a huge thing for PS Arts and I we had a booth and I really love that charity as well. It's just like mm -hmm. arts in the, in the public schools. It's so amazing. My mom yeah. is an artist. So I, I really love, you know, that, that giving back. And then also, so we have something coming. We're actually filming it next week. So we have a sizzle reel coming up for my own reality show that, you know, that it's, it's really a, a different spin on realtors. So I, it, I'm very excited about it because it's basically a lot of people see realtors as, you know, not, not that great. It's not that great of a light. And so, and then very, you know, like there's some really successful shows out there and I mm -hmm. am like more power. Like, I think it's great, but yeah. I am just kind of very opposite. I'm very opposite of that. And I'm, you know, want to show the other side and how the, the good that people can do. And so basically what that will be is that every episode will be where we go and whatever the client that we're working with, they will mm -hmm. help share which charity they would want to give back. So a percentage of our commission that we're helping. So we're helping them to build wealth. We're helping them to sell their yeah. house and get the house and do all the great things. And then showing the process of that, not just like, we got the house, but it's like very like, you know, the ins and outs of how it works. And then we get to go and highlight who they want to give back to. It's so amazing. it's very kind of that like heartstrings, really uh, emotional, um, very family oriented, not like, look, I can drive a Bentley now. Like not, not, not so no drama, more wholesome. There's no fighting within the team. No, no one that's not allowed. Um, Cause there's enough drama in real estate. It's very emotional. <laughs> I mean, I really call myself more of a real estate therapist. I mean, it's like putting on my real estate therapy hat. Like, you know, we got to we got to go in there and make sure because it's so emotional to buy a house, sell a house, move. I mean, it's just it's like top five most difficult things. So mm -hmm. I understand how, you know, because I've been through it myself. We bought a house. I'm like, I help my husband. You know, we've got a house ourselves. I mean, it, yeah. it was the ups and the downs of it. I mean, it's just. And then to see what we've been able to build from having that and doing the remodel over time and, and mm -hmm. the wealth that helped us to attain more so than any stocks or anything else that we could, we could have is yeah. a home and you get to live there. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's so many good parts about it. So, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of the premise and that's, you know, mm -hmm. we're working right now. So that's exciting. There's that's some other TV things in the works. So I'm just happy to kind of get my vision out there and have yeah. being like a super collaborative agent and working with other people and being an agent's agent, not like being in competition with the other agents. Cause we're really not, there's abundance, there's enough for everyone to go around. So. Yeah. Yeah. And your niche is different and how you approach the business is super different. I mean, I know this from when you talk to my husband, Aaron, but you, I thought this was the sweetest, sweetest idea of like, remembering the house's birthday oh yeah the home anniversary yeah, yeah every every year every every year you're gonna something shows up and you're like oh my gosh that was four years ago yeah i'm like i didn't forget yeah no. like make sure that you remember because it's such a big deal and it's it's also a big deal that you picked me mm -hmm. you know i i know that there are you know thousands and thousands of agents out there it's just really 
you know, I want to show appreciation too, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's, it's so sweet. It, it is really just the most thoughtful thing to celebrate, you know, amazing, emotional, stressful decision, you know, that someone made, but they've made that home theirs and you, you recognize that, how important yeah. that is. It's a privilege yeah. to yeah. be a part of the journey too. So oh. most clients have, you know, stayed my clients, you know, and we've been able to get their homes and, and buy a new home, sell that home, you know, so it's been, it's, it's, it's part of the family still. It's like yeah. part of the journey to be honest. Totally. With. Totally. So Shelton, you take care of others <laughs> a lot. How do you take care of yourself? Like how, how are you juggling all this looking amazing? Like tell me your secret sauce. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I think, I think being sober is really helpful. I mean, not mm -hmm. drinking. Yeah. Really right. helpful because also, you know, like as an agent, you can call me anytime because a lot of people do call me or text me at 11 p.m. I'm not drunk. You're going to no. get a straight answer. There's not a, no, no, no paperwork's being done. Yep. Some of us had a couple too many, which is fine. I mean, other people, I, I love people when they drink. I'm like, yay, have one for me. But I just, you know, I stay, I stay very, and I have an insane amount of energy. It's yeah. just, I was born that way. I mean, I just, as, I mean, my mom was always like, whoa, you know, here she goes, she comes. And I've always been this way. So that, so that's also, I don't need a lot of sleep. I have like six to seven hours is fine for me, but mm -hmm. I do have a trainer. And yeah. I do try to get some sort of, you know, food delivery. I have an assistant that helps me to have food delivered or, or schedule in to make sure that, that I'm eating. Um, yeah. I drink a lot of coffee. It's just, I, that's, that's my only big, big vice, but I think you're allowed, to, but I kind of take it a little, a little over the edge maybe, <laughs> but Which, I love a lot of coffee. Oh, like. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes seven or eight. I mean, it's aggressive. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of coffee. Or espresso, espresso or cups. It's, it's, like, it's like a little coffee. It's a little both. Yeah, so yeah. There's, I'll try to throw some matcha in so I'll get a chill maybe. How else? I mean, I, I get nails and hair. but And now I've, I've really gotten smart. Like my girl that does my hair comes to my house. The girl that oh, yeah. does my nails comes to the house. So I can be working while I'm there. I'm not like bothering people at salons and like right. we're getting stuff done. That's been super helpful with my schedule. And um, yeah, the my trainer. And then I, what else do I do? I mean, I, my thing that's, that's so unique about me that sometimes I think people just are like, I watch your social. I'm absolutely exhausted. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I've, I like worked on my, I have a cranial sacrum, like therapist lady. She's incredible yeah. and healthy. That's the one I want you to meet. But so my thing is, is that I don't want to have shame anymore around people saying to me, well, you need to take days off. You need to do, I mean, I, I had a lot of that. I actually don't need to take days off. I'm actually fine because I can be on my phone and get a lot of work done and then make sure everybody's scheduled to be where they need to be. There's yeah. usually one day that I could not do a showing. I'm still working on my phone, but I'm not like dressed and have to get ready and go to a showing. But right. the rest of the days, you know, at least six days a week. And I don't have a problem with that. I love what I do. And I'm not going to, I don't want to feel shame about that anymore because I am a workaholic and I love being a workaholic. That's what makes me happy. Being yeah. in the mix, knowing what's happening with my business makes me feel safe and calm. Yeah. Me like saying, I'm going to take time off and not look at anything. I would freak out because 
while they, mm-hmm. while we're on this for an hour, I'll probably have like around like a hundred text messages. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I prefer that. If I don't have text messages, then I'm like, okay, what's go- like, oh no. Oh no. So I love to be busy. This gives me energy and I am the most extreme form. If anybody wanted to, you know, do like a study on, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, now I'm just forgetting. What is it called? Introverts, extroverts, extroverts. I I don't even have like a a point zero zero one percent introvert. I don't even have that at all. It is like extreme case of extrovert where I get energy from other people. Mm-hmm. So that gives me joy. If if some reason I have to stay home for a long time or just not see people, then I would that would be like I would get depressed. I mean I don't even yeah. know it's never happened. Like I would be so upset. So I love having our dog buster, the kids, you know, it's a revolving door. I love having my assistants are coming in, the hair people, the makeup people, the blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feed off of that. I love that. So, and then, you know, having team members, them calling me, people are like, oh, are you stressed? Or No, mm-hmm. I love it. I don't want that taken off my plate. It gives me so much joy. So I think that people also, if they do look at my social or do compare, don't do compare and despair. No. Because I am a freak. I know. I am a, a freak of nature with the amount of energy I have from others. Some people, you have to know yourself. That's yeah. like being up to yourself. Some people need, like, they have kids and then they get completely exhausted. And they mm-hmm. need time alone. Then they need to work it out with their nanny or their husband. Like, I need four hours by myself to recharge. I don't need that. So it's funny. Yes. My, my husband calls them baby days where I, that's, that's me. I'm like, I just need some moments. I'm going to be out and doing things, but I just need a little time and then yes. recharge. But, but I, I see it through you too. you like, you, you, even on your trip, on your vacation, you're like, I'm going to do this thing. And, you know, yeah. and it, it's like, you're not sitting there enjoying Paris or London and, and just like chilling. You're like, I'm still going, I'm still going. And that's, that's fun for me. And I like to take photos and I like to be where people are like, Oh, be more in the present. I'm like, well, that is fun for me because if I have the photo and then I can keep it and then I can look at it later again and re re remember and recreate the memory, you know, keep that in my mind. I mean, that's fun for me. So I, I'm not going to apologize anymore for mm-hmm. what other people think about me, about my, what I do. I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do. I'm like, that's what I think is fun. I love going to the spa. Don't get me wrong. That is my favorite time to turn off is when I'm being pampered, like getting a facial, getting a massage. That to me is pure joy. But I used to really beat myself up. I'm like, oh, I need to be doing more time off and time. It's like, Mm -mm. no, just get out of here. And everybody is allowed to have their own opinions, but I don't need to hear your opinions. What you think about me is none of my business. It doesn't matter. Don't let me know. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Totally, totally. And it, it's funny. I, a lot of clients I work with are definitely do the comparison game because they're like, I should be doing more of this or I should be doing less of this. And it's like, what works for you? You know, it's always about what works for you. Like, I don't care if if it's a fad diet or you saw it on Instagram or this person you followed for years does this. So it's got to work for you. Like, no, 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 no. Like everyone is an individual. 
So yeah. yes, it takes a lot of trial and error to get to what works for you. But when you get to that point and you know, like, you know, you need to be around people. I know I need a couple of hours by myself on a weekend to yes. like get that recharge moment. Once you know what works for you, like you are gold because you know what fills you up and what drains your battery. Totally. And just get to know yourself, get to know yourself without like the noise out there. But that's taken me a long time. You know, I'm like 43 and going, finally going, okay. You know, because my biggest weakness or character defect or whatever we call it is people pleasing. I want to make sure everybody likes me and everybody's happy and everybody's all the things. And I'm just, I mean, it's, it's getting exhausting. I'm like, no, thanks. Like people can think whatever they're, you know, and I was like, oh, I, I can't say that I wanted, you know, I'm like working on my show or something. Like, no, I want a show. Yes. Great. Perfect. You know, it's, yeah. I think what I'm doing is very different and unique and it would be really fun for other people to see that and be inspired. Okay. Let it go. Like happens, you know, so I just have to kind of let everybody there. Everybody's allowed their own opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, well have your, you know, whatever you think. Cause I try to yeah. really, one other thing that I've been, I really worked on and I got annihilated on it is judgment. Mm-hmm. And it happened in mom life and it happened yeah. with nursing. So I'll just tell you this quick story. Yeah. So I was yeah. able to nurse, nurse my son, Bo because I, I had no other responsibilities. My husband was great. I was able just to be a mom and that's what I wanted to do. And I CEO of Bo, I nursed him. It was easy for me. It was great. Nursed for 19 months. I'd probably still be nursing him at eight years old if I need to get pregnant. I mean, we, we had a real bond. It was yeah. awesome. So I, I would like look at other moms and be like, oh my God, why aren't they nursing me? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, and my mom was really judgy about it too. So I had that in my head. Come Lane, another boy, two years, three months later, wonderful, great pregnancy, had Lane. He's not getting weight. He's not getting weight. He's not nursing. He doesn't like it. What's going on? He's crying. Mm. Come to find out he's allergic to my milk. He's allergic to my milk. I couldn't nurse him. The the doctor's you're poisoning him. He doesn't like it. He's losing weight. You need to give him the, the formula. I'm like, I've only got a nurse. My boat never even had formula one day. Blah, blah. And it, so that was a complete and utter lesson mm-hmm. in humility of like, no judge Judy, never again. It's like, I got completely annihilated again. Total, total humble pancake, humble, humble crepe. Yep. Slice down everything that I thought. I've done. So when I see people or hear people, I'm like, they're like nursing that. I'm like, do <laughs> Oh my God, the baby's fine. If that's what you like, great. If that's what you don't like, great, great. I mean, just totally like mom power, mm-hmm. uh, you know, zero. And, and I've taken that in every part of my life now. Yep. Uh, like zero judgment. Anybody wants to do, do it. Oh my so, gosh. So funny. I mean, I think, I think being a parent, Admit, I mean, obviously there's many uh, perspective and, and life shifts you, you do, but like there are things you're like, we were at a coffee shop in Larchmont where we used to live and before we had uh, Ellis and so like six years ago and there was a, a little boy and his dad and the boy kept dropping his bagel on the floor and the dad kept giving it to him. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. never, never, no, like never do that. 
And and now like with the twins, I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Those germs are good for you. Look at look yeah. that wall. Whatever. You know, I, I five second rule. Right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But you <laughs> but whether it's like letting your guard down or being like, here's my expectations, but here's really the reality, and I'm running with the reality, like you just you gotta do it. And those lessons, yeah, you take like it's it's for me, it was like a lesson in like letting go of a lot of perfectionism because it was just like, well, we're not doing this. This is not the way we do it. And to being like, you know what? That happens. Okay. Like yeah. we'll move on. Totally. I mean, I, I, it happens to me all the time. I'm judged all the time. I could care less. I mean, my sons call my nanny mom. Okay. But how could you let your son? Call? I was like, listen, I wish she was my mom. Okay. Yeah. She's amazing. She's incredible. Okay. So I'm the fun mom and she does all like packing lunches and hard stuff that I don't like. Okay. So we got a good system. So whatever, you know, and like we have three parents. I, I, I wish I had three parents. That's the greatest thing. They're like the most happy love children ever. We are totally. fine. People can say whatever they want. And now I just, I like laugh, but I always just, Bring it back with like some humor like that. I mean, just like, really? Oh my God. I wish she was my mom. She's amazing. You should meet her. I'm like, just like, like I mean, what, what else do you say? Like, oh, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, just like let it roll off and not yeah. stay with you. And that helps a ton. I mean, uh, yeah. you said that you probably have a hundred text messages. Like what, what does your typical day look like of like, You've been shooting in the morning today. You're yeah. talking to me, media interviews. Like what What else is going on? So most of the day is, so I get up early around six. I do a workout. I'm checking my phone. People are like, don't look at your phone. Well, I look at my phone. I'm checking my phone, checking my messages, checking everything. Um, I respond to clients if it's at 6 a.m. Or, or midnight, whenever I want them to feel, you know, I'm not one to say like, oh, my hours are from. Um, nine to four, nine to five. I'm like, no, it's whenever because it's so emotional. I want yeah. to get back to you. you have a question. So I I get back to clients. I talk to them. I'm making sure offers are written. I'm going to showings. I'm doing inspections. I am um, prospecting. I'm going to lunches. I'm going to lunch after this. I'm going to be with the kids and do different activities with them. I played tennis yesterday. So there's no like exact typical day, but I'm, I'm in the office. I do a lot of meetings. We do meetings with the team on Mondays. Um, I'm just very active, mm -hmm. like on the phone and, you know, checking in on emails, making sure listing presentations are done, going on listing appointments. So there's no exact typical day. That's what I love too. And I also am not like sequestered just to my office. I'm like out and about and all over. But some days it's great to have an office day and just stay in the office and get get things done. So um yeah, there's 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 a lot that's always happening, always taking calls and, and texts from the team too and, and yeah. clients. That that's my main thing. I want to try to be as quick to respond as I can. I think that's my that's a really good thing about me is that I really am communicative and responsive. Mm -hmm. Because Absolutely. you can lose a whole people like, oh, well, no, there's just business hours. I'm like, there's no business hours in real estate. I mean, there's things that have to, you know, offers to go out on like a Sunday night at 10 p.m. I mean, you have to mm -hmm. just do it when you do it. Yeah. So you have to get something in before holiday weekend or 
call escrow yeah. immediately after a holiday weekend. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're staying on it. But I have the best team and people that are helpful and able to like show up and do things. And so it's just, yeah, I, I love having a lot of, a lot of, a lot of help and it helps them and it helps me. It's just a good, and then, and everyone that works with us is like, oh my gosh, you guys are all seem like sisters or something like very, like you're related because you're all act the same. It's, and, and it, and it's, and we're all diverse, but it's all, you know, like the same energy of being of service. That's the totally. vibe. Totally. And you have a shorthand with each other and probably they oh, have a yeah. shorthand with the client. So like you're all sort of speaking the same language and you get it. And it, and I, I think the consistency is so key in building a brand and, and yeah. articulating that out. And you guys nailed that. We're trying, we're yeah. trying, we're, we're <laughs> always learning, we're always learning, but yes, I really try to do my best and, and putting them first. The clients are yeah. first. I, no divas allowed. The clients yeah. are first. So, yep. yep. One last question for you, Shelton. Question I ask everyone. Okay. This probably came in college after I too was drinking too much, but my, my college roommate and I, right, right. My college roommate and I would always pose this question at each other, but I think it's really relevant today, especially with people, you know, doing their own thing and, you know, needing, needing like a phone, a friend moment. If you had a button with you at all times and you press it and it can do anything for you, what would that button do? Okay. Oh, wow. That's a big question. That is, that is a big one. Well, I guess I would say as trying to recover as a people pleaser, I think it is a good quality actually sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to call it people pleaser, but I love people. I know it sounds so silly. But I love people to get along. And I think what is, what has been really difficult recently, and I don't want to talk politics or all these different things, but it's like, no one is hearing each other and no one that's not allowing each other to have their own, their own opinions and their own ideas. It's like, we just learn to communicate better and, and collaborate and get on the same page would be so much easier than this fighting. I can't stand the, the drama, the, the fighting and then no one lit, talking over each other. And then, you know, my way or the highway. Right. Right. So I think the button would just be just, you know, hearing each other out and it's trying, like we're all hopefully just trying for the, for the same team the same experience to be together, to be humans and to get along. <laughs> so I, I, I really wish that, that there was, that there was that, but there's a yeah. lot of noise and there's a lot of fighting that's happening right now. And, um, and miscommunication of people that's happening. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah. that's, I, I hate that, but I, but, but the way that I combat that is I, I don't watch any news. I don't mm -hmm. watch anything that could be, you know, spike it up <laughs> like uh, the, the, like, you know, I, I like peaceful situations and, and that's why, you know, and I, I always joke and I say like, I'm wearing my crown of patience because I think the patience comes in when people get scared and are in fear Yeah, and sure. their emotions get really kicked up. So I try to be patient and try to be more reasonable and just say like, you know, 
it doesn't work to yell at each other. It doesn't work yeah. like with agents or with no. people getting upset. It's just, we, we just don't do that. We're just going to be adults here. And let me just listen in. And it's just always fear. It's fear. So if people had more faith that things would work out because they yeah. seem to work out. I mean, every, I always, I think everything's always working out for me. That's my, that's my thought. That's my, my mantra yeah. and my, my vision. And yeah, so. with every with time, everything will get to this place it's supposed to be. But I think your button for peace and quiet reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. And I'm not really a quotes person, but this one yeah. always stuck with me. And I remember it in moments of stress. Be the mountain in a snowstorm. Oh, like, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like there's so much going around, but you are there and you are focused and you're going this way and you're not getting dragged around. Like uh, I think about that sometimes, even when it's a crazy day with the kids. I'm like, be the mountain. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. I'm the I'm the patient mountain that just yeah. stays stays put. I'm just like, say whatever you need to say, and then mm -hmm. I'm just still, I'm still yeah. here. It's right here. Yes. Well, it was absolutely fantastic to chat with you today. Thank you so much for giving me so much of your time on a crazy busy day, but it's always great to catch up with you and I can't wait till we do it in person. Yes, we do. I know next week I'm going to see you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Shelton. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Side of Syrup. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and review and subscribe so you never miss the next one. Also, if you know someone who would love this episode or podcast in general, send it to them too. Thank you. New episodes go up on Tuesdays. Thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. 